Hi, and welcome to Change Your Mind with Flora. My name is Flora, and this is the first episode of the Conscious Creator series. Today, I am talking to Jordi Martin. Jordi is one of my close friends, and to me, the perfect example of a conscious creator. As a guitarist for DJ Sam Felt, he toured the world and got to experience the rock and roll lifestyle firsthand. He was young, ambitious, and feeling invincible. It took a meeting with Ed Sheeran and some trouble to wake him up to what he truly wanted. Fast forward to today, Jordi just released his brand new song, Getting to Know Me, and we are lucky to get to know him even better in this interview. Jordi tells us about a hidden dream, takes us with him to Pink Pop, and shares his roadmap to a life full of passion. We had so much fun recording this conversation. I hope you enjoy it as much as we did. Let's dive right in. Hi, welcome. It's so good to have you. Hey, Fleur. I'm I'm very happy to be here. Thank mm. you for having me. Amazing. Thank you so much for coming. Um, so I just wanted to take a second to take a deep breath. Really right in the moment. <laughs> I felt so much excitement for this podcast for mm. talking to you today. So a good breath, a deep breath is a good thing. Amazing. Yeah, I was going to ask you, how are you feeling? How is your day today? Uh, well, uh, I woke up uh, still a little bit overwhelmed uh, because I'm uh, releasing uh, my music at, uh, at the moment and mm-hmm. constantly involved with checking social media. And um, But I had some time to check in with myself this morning and uh, and that was exactly what I needed. And I was looking forward to our conversation. Mm, so that is good really right good now. to hear. Yeah, so your music, we're going to get to that in a second because I'm really excited to talk to you about that. Um, to start, I wanted to say we're recording this around the end of November 2020, and it's been a wild year. Wow. And before we get to how that's been to you, can you take me back to um, New Year's Eve 2019? <laughs> Yeah, I'm there. Mm-hmm. What did it, it was, look like for you? Well, it was not good. <laughs> well, um, um, what happened was when I, uh, I, I just, I had just broke up with my uh, girlfriend at the time. Mm-hmm. It was a very intense relationship. Uh, it had a very toxic elements uh, that went with it, and I thought, okay, I'm not going to my parents. Like uh, I. I don't want to like go to a party or I just moved to a new region. So I thought it was a good idea to spend uh, Sylvester alone. <laughs> and it wasn't because like, oh, I felt horrible. And um, I've got some like uh, uh, history w- with addictions. And I was like felt cravings and I wanted mm. to do stuff. And uh, eventually uh, it was terrible. And so like how I feel today, it's like amazingly different than compared to that night. Oh, <laughs> Which is wow. Good thing. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of things have improved. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah because um, you and I are close friends. So I happen to know that most of the goals you set, you actually achieved this year, despite everything. True. Um, can you tell us a little bit about that? What were your dreams for this year? Well, I did remember uh, on the night I just described that, I really asked for flow mm. uh, because I was like pushing. I was, 
uh, I didn't accept the fact that I wasn't feeling right uh, probably after breaking up and like um, being disappointed that things didn't work out and uh, I, I wanted to get my music out a lot sooner than eventually <laughs> happened. Uh, so there were a lot of frustrations and, and I just asked for like flow, bring it like, like that I find joy in all the things I do and um, and maybe like COVID really helped doing that as well because like mm. all the gigs disappeared of course and for a lot of musicians and there was a lot of space to really feel like what what do I want what do I feel and mm -hmm. I think that's 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 been a very huge opportunity for a lot of people as well and uh, yeah this despite all the things we had to overcome as well <laughs> yeah I really love that about you, that you find opportunities and, um, you know, positives in, in whatever happens in life. Thank and you. Thank I'm you. really curious. Um, right now, your COVID routine, um, can you take us with you into an average day or week? What does it look like for you right now, now that you're not playing gigs on a regular basis? Well, um, thanks for asking. I, I noticed that uh, for me, structure works. <laughs> <laughs> And uh, I, I, we both have the book, uh, like the desire map, um, mm -hmm. yeah. which really uh, has something to say also about like planning and maybe not being too rigid. And, uh, but for me, I noticed that uh, starting the week off with, with a week, weekly planner gives me a lot of headspace <laughs> mm. uh, because I know what, what's coming up uh, and I can set intentions. Um, I can, uh, uh, well, put out what I, I would love to do if like have my, my favorite week, like how would it look like? Mm -hmm. um, so my day mostly looks like checking in with myself. I took a lot more time than I used to like this year, mm -hmm. sometimes three hours in the morning doing some exercising, meditating. Uh, I'm journaling a lot, which really helps that. me. Uh, and then after three hours, like uh, I finally start my work day like i'm making these signs like air quotes yeah <laughs> air quotes yeah um uh but then with a lot of enthusiasm i can do all the things that i want to do uh and i feel better doing them and then in the evening i actually like well uh go to bed earlier than i used to mm -hmm. uh, because i take this time in the morning <laughs> which makes me feel good and mostly the time in the evening will make me feel drained like doing social media or netflix things that didn't really help me very relatable yeah so i yeah exactly so i took a lot more uh, more uh, responsibility for like how i thought that i would feel mm -hmm. greatest uh and this helps me that's lovely and i love that you really take this time for yourself to get into the right headspace to do the stuff that you want to do during the day um yeah. and i'm also wondering because you have a lot of routines in place to keep you grounded and keep you enthusiastic about what you do. And I'm thinking some people might be wondering as a musician, you know, you used to be on tour a lot and on stage. What do you do as a musician during COVID? What does that look like? Um, well, uh, I love to grow. It's just mm -hmm. a part of me. And, um, or maybe it's also like a trauma from, from <laughs> that I always thought I wasn't good enough or something. I'm not sure, but I got a lot of energy from just spending time developing my, my vocals, uh, 
trying um, to learn songs. Uh, and I also noticed that I, um, I am a songwriter, mm -hmm. uh, but uh, I also noticed that for me, uh, I thought like uh, a real songwriter needs to write every day, uh, keep it going. And, and I kept pushing and pushing and pushing, but that didn't really work for me. Mm. And now I notice I'm just waiting for <laughs> the moment inspiration mm -hmm. hits and then I'm on it. And, and then I'm grateful because like, <gasps> here it is. <laughs> mm -hmm. yeah. uh, so I, I do create a time that, that it can come to mm -hmm. me and then I write. And if it, it's not there, I'm just like building my craft mm -hmm. and uh, planning a lot of uh, sessions uh, for myself. Yeah, that's lovely. Um, do you have specific things to invite in the inspiration when you're feeling demotivated or do you have certain routines or things you do? Well, I did start journaling um, and writing with a pen in the morning. Mm. Uh, f for me, like writing with a pen is also like already creating something. It, it appears out of the tip of your, <laughs> your pen. Absolutely. Uh, which uh, to me feels different than I'm typing on a, a laptop. Mm. Although when I'm actually songwriting, I am writing on a laptop because I, I'm, I'm changing a lot of wor words. And yeah. if I would do it by pen, it would be like a whole, a whole mess. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but, but I think that way, uh, awakens... Uh, no, it's just checking in with how you feel. And I think like when, when you feel good and uh, when you give space for what is, mm -hmm. you also give space for creativity when you're like blocked by a lot of negative emotions a lot of negative thoughts or like anxieties mm -hmm. uh, because I, I well i have a lot of them <laughs> and uh, i think a lot of people uh, that are creative or like, a little bit more sensitive uh have to deal with it and yeah uh, creating space was mainly uh the, oh, oh creating space for myself in the morning that there is time uh, made space for for creativity and uh, that it would come in yeah yeah i'm just thinking about that you know creating space for what is create space for creativity that's beautiful i yeah. feel like we should pin that <laughs> <laughs> yeah it would be a nice thing the <laughs> tweetable quote of the sometimes. podcast yeah 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 because it's always uh all, for me all, a balance in what is as uh, taking a step out of your comfort zone and when yeah. do you need to push through and um r right now like when uh, when i'm releasing my music it's a constant struggle like okay i do uh, uh want to reach a certain thing uh, with my music like I, I hope that a lot of people hear it and so but emailing a lot of playlists on spotify it doesn't really come naturally to me mm -hmm. <laughs> so those are the moments that I feel this is not really what I like to be doing right now, but it's worth pushing tr through for just this amount of time Absolutely. because it will lead to something that I'm, I would be really grateful for. Mm -hmm. um, and that really helps. And that's a constant, uh, well, not fight, but yes, somehow it's a fight going mm -hmm. on in my head. Yeah. And do you have advice if somebody's listening and they know they have to do something that's going to help them progress and get to where they want to be, but they're resistant? What would you tell them? Well, if the, if the resistance is real, uh, <laughs> accept it. Mm. Um, I think that that has made the the biggest change 
in, uh, uh, for me last year was just to accept that I, I don't need to write every day if I don't feel like it. Mm -hmm. If I do feel like it, it's great. But if I don't feel like it, it's okay. It's like, <laughs> mm -hmm. I'll find other things that I would love to work on. And uh, that, uh, well, we all have like this vital energy. And uh, when you open your heart, uh, it's just, it can flow more naturally. And mm -hmm. like for me, songwriting, if I don't feel like it, it closes <laughs> my heart and closes my energy senses. And then it's just harder to uh, reach what you're actually trying to accomplish i guess and uh mm. and, you, and you feel shitty while doing it so like what's the point anyway <laughs> yeah that's a good point um i wanted to ask you more about that about your creative process mm -hmm. um and i think i'm curious how um how does a song come into being for you do you write about stuff you experience do you write about things you imagine well, I love writing about things that I've experienced. Mm -hmm. Yeah, uh, I, I know also like a lot of songwriters write about basically anything and uh, what, what, uh, what comes up, which is a fantastic thing too, because we have the imagination and why, why not? Mm -hmm. uh, but for me, when I'm singing and I can really go back into a feeling or state uh, um, that origins how, uh, from where the song came from, mm -hmm. came from uh, that really helps getting the song across for me as well and and because it means just a lot more to me mm -hmm. uh, so i write mainly about personal experiences um well and and how they come to uh, to me like there, there was an example of a song i, I i'd already i've already been trying to write for about half a year mm -hmm. and suddenly last week uh or two weeks ago like when i was actually ill as sick of covid Oh. Um, I, I had the most horrible night and I was like completely fed up with, with feeling horrible at night and restless mm -hmm. and at, it was 5am and I, I tried to sleep and then this chorus popped up in my head and I was like, and I know how it works. If I don't act on it yeah. at the time, like when I wake up in the morning, it will be gone. So I did woke up and went to, uh, to, uh, to my journal mm -hmm. and uh, opened up the file, started playing the song, like, uh, and, and, and finished the song <laughs> right That's on the spot. Amazing. Uh, also like with tears coming down from the experience. Oh. Uh, so it was very intense and, and I loved how that worked mm -hmm. out. <laughs> That's incredible. Yeah. I love that you say that because the idea of, you know, you got to take it when the inspiration hits is very relatable. Yeah, great. How is that for you, actually? Like, do, do you write on a daily basis? Because you're also a songwriter, or like, yeah, um, it's a good question. I write a lot. It really depends. Um, right now, I think, you know, this this business and the things I'm doing now are my main priority. But I do write a lot. Um, yeah, and I love co-writing. And so that was another thing I was curious about for you because you write personal stories, right? Do you yes. have a preference for writing alone or writing together? Oh, uh, absolutely for co-writing. Mm. Yeah, hands down. Because like my main love is probably making music. And mm -hmm. when I'm on stage, um, there's a lot going on that really help, uh, 
uh, helps my vibe and I, I just <laughs> love being with other people. Uh, I think I'm a extrovert introvert. Like <laughs> yeah. it's like this combination. Like I love to be alone and, and stuff, but like I do get energy from other people and uh, something that is hard to me, like songwriting for me is hard. It's just mm -hmm. a puzzle. Like I know people that like really uh, tune in and, uh, and then they write a whole lyric in maybe half an hour. Like mm -hmm. my lyrics will take at least 12 hours mostly. Mm -hmm. And a lot of times a lot more. <laughs> so when I'm with someone else and it's a very enjoyable experience and we have, we're having fun, we're having good talks, Mm -hmm. um, the whole experience becomes a lot more fun to me. And, and in the end, you have something you're proud of and you created something. So absolutely, I love co-writing. Yeah. Yeah. I, I love that. And I mean, we've written a couple of times together and I really love your energy in a co-writing yeah, session. Yeah, like I can really <laughs> feel your enthusiasm. Um, and you know how, um, because you write your personal stories, how does it feel to trust someone else with your story? Um, well, I guess I've been lucky that, um, I, I'm, I'm open, I'm an open book. Like, mm -hmm. uh, I tell basically anything uh, and share basically anything. And, um, and now I'm getting a little bit more sensitive, uh, uh through the years, uh, because I'm tuning in a lot more with myself. So mm -hmm. now I start to notice that there are things private, mm -hmm. uh, because like I used to like share everything and. Um, um, so th there has been some development right there. Uh, shit, I lost the question for a second. Uh, oh, I was wondering how it feels for you to share your personal story with a co-writer yeah. because suddenly you have to write your story together. Well, um, I, I actually really enjoy the fact of sharing mm. the things that I've experienced with other people, it's, it's, it's a therapeutic thing maybe as well. It's like, it needs to get out anyway. And yeah. by sharing it, uh, you get new insights and, and the people I ride with, I, I feel safe mm. uh, with actually. Uh, I've never experienced a writing session that I felt hesitant or, because a mm. lot of uh, songwriters are really open-minded. Uh, yeah, for sure. And everyone can relate to, what we're going through and when, when the struggle is there and real and and where we're going well so like it's just a lot it's a roller coaster and and mm -hmm. we know <laughs> absolutely yeah this is part of why i absolutely love working with musicians like yourself um yeah. because it's just so open and such an amazing vibe it's open there's a lot of compassion mm -hmm. uh and uh I just wrote yesterday, or not, not I didn't wrote, but I, uh, I read it. Uh, like there ain't no such thing as an unintelligent uh, musician. Mm. <laughs> and I had to laugh because like, I was like uh, going back to like the people I've met. And I think that's true. <laughs> that, that makes, uh, it's just like uh, when you're like together with musicians, most mm -hmm. of the time you go very deep and you have very honest conversations and. Mm -hmm, absolutely. Oh, that's inspiring. Yeah. Yeah, that's amazing. Um, speaking of going deep, <laughs> um, I'm going to ask you about the song you just released, because when we're recording this, it's been a few days. Yeah. And let's start with how does it feel to put this new song out into the world? Well, I was really glad uh, mm -hmm. that it's out and 
uh, it feels vulnerable, <laughs> but, but it also feels uh, really good actually because um, well, it's been about it, it's been quite a journey to really put my own music uh, as my main priority because I've been uh, active as, as a musician for a lot of other artists mm -hmm. and uh, been distracted uh, pretty much most of my life um, because I had the idea that I needed to do as many projects mm -hmm. uh, in order to develop as much as I could. But, but, and I remember like my mentor at, uh, when I was studying at the conservatory, mm -hmm. he was telling me like, Jordi, like you should be afraid of missing the boat if you do all these uh, different projects. Mm. Uh, and maybe you start thinking about focusing and now here we are about, uh, well, seven years later or, uh, and I am doing that. And uh, in the meantime, like I had this um, meeting with Ed Sheeran, that sudden meeting, which mm -hmm. inspired me and uh, made me realize uh, I needed to focus on my own music. So, and yeah. then I started touring with a DJ, Sam Feld, around mm -hmm. the world, which was, was also a distraction, but also a reminder, ah, oh, this is not for me. So mm -hmm. now I, I've done all, the, all those things and uh, I know what I really want uh, to create, uh, what, what kind of music I like to write. Mm -hmm. and, and I pursued that feeling. And uh, now I, I had a goal about two years ago of trying to make three EPs in one year. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and I was way too Very ambitious. ambitious. Yeah. Uh, and uh, there were some, a lot of things that uh, happened uh, that it took a longer uh, mm -hmm. time frame. Uh, and it is as it is, but now it finally mm -hmm. <laughs> got released. And uh, that was at least my feeling. I've been telling uh, people for two years, yeah, my music is coming. And, and now it's out and I can tell them like, this is me. This is what I, uh, who I am. And oh. that feels really, really good. Yeah. To let Congratulations. Know what I yeah. Thanks. Yeah. It's, it's amazing. So for, for the people listening, we're talking about, um, the song getting to know me that you just released. Yeah. And there are a couple of elements here. So let me see where we start. First, you very quickly mentioned, um, the time I met Ed Sheeran. <laughs> <laughs> For those yeah. of us who don't know the story yet, I mean, I know this, the story, but it might not be true for everybody who's listening. Um, can you give yeah. us a summary of what happened? Because that was a pretty important well, moment um, for you. That, yeah, that was, it was like 2017. I was already focusing a lot more on my music mm -hmm. and uh, playing uh, small gigs with my own music. And, and Ed Sheeran at the time was, well, probably my biggest inspiration. Like, I think mm -hmm. it was the time that he released the Multiply, uh, Multiply album. Mm -hmm. And I was just like, every time when I was in the car, singing it from front to back. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> um, when he uh, came down to play here in the Netherlands, mm -hmm. uh, I of course, I wanted to see him live uh, because I'd never seen him live. Although mm -hmm. I'd actually been very close because I I'd played on Pink Pop. I think it was 2000. 15 mm. and he was there as well but i i wasn't big of a fan back then i was like <laughs> i heard him sing um from the backstage and later on i realized those were my favorite songs of the multiply album that he oh. played back then. so 
basically I really wanted to see that uh, concert, mm -hmm. uh, but it was like sold out in milliseconds and I couldn't get a ticket. Mm -hmm. Tried to get a ticket on uh, Mark Platt's uh, eBay, the Dutch eBay, mm -hmm. and it didn't work out. And then a week before the show, I'm, I get a call uh, if I'd like to do a performance in the VIP lounge mm -hmm. of that concert theater. So for the people that uh, are having a nice dinner before going to, uh, to the concert mm -hmm. of Ed Sheeran. Uh, and in the afternoon, I was sitting on my bike and I was thinking like, I'll be very close. Like maybe they'll send me to some sort of space uh, backstage, which is like closer to his room. And, mm -hmm. and in the afternoon, I was like dropping my stuff off and saw all the buses from, <laughs> from uh, uh, at Sharon already in the backstage because I was getting through the backstage. Mm -hmm. um, so when I was like preparing for my gig, Mm -hmm. I thought like this is I need to like sing my song as loud as possible because maybe he can hear it through the walls. I don't know. That was already your intention. I love that. <laughs> no, actually, yeah. Subconsciously, <laughs> that was really my. Oh, maybe and and even consciously, that was my intention. True. That's amazing. And I was singing, uh, and about twenty minutes in, the doors opened, and it was like uh, five people stepped in, but but the, it was a very large hall. It was like the same length of the whole concert hall, actually. Mm. Uh, so I couldn't see who it was, but it was five people, and I start and I kept on singing, singing, mm -hmm. and I shied away a bit, and and didn't really dare to look up, <laughs> mm -hmm. and and when I did, like it was Ed Sheeran listening, wow. um, and I finished the chorus, and uh, and the first thing he he'd asked uh, or he asked uh, was uh, if it was my song, and it was, mm -hmm. and he said he liked it, and uh, we had a very nice conversation. He took some time. Uh, and asked me if I was going to see a show tonight, which I was not allowed to. <laughs> no. Um, so he gave me tickets, uh, front row, and uh, well, it basically was a very inspiring encounter. I, I took a photo with him. Mm -hmm. uh, although uh, at the time I thought like he's he's a music colleague, he's just a lot more uh, uh, further than me in his career, mm -hmm. uh, and he got a lot of. Uh, people asking him for photos and uh, but I felt it was, it was all right and he was like yeah sure and he took my phone and, and I'm very glad I still have that memory that's amazing and it was for me the realization uh, because like when uh, one of his technicians brought me the tickets mm -hmm. um, I gave him my uh, single at the time mm -hmm. which I knew was not good enough <laughs> for him probably to take me on tour or, or anything mm -hmm. and uh i realized that like opportunities like that happen um and i better be ready uh that was a very important realization and uh and of course that what ed sheeran was doing that's what i was like longing for in my heart also uh about my career uh mm -hmm. and well after that i i had to take responsibility for the feeling uh that i do want to uh, play live gigs with my own music and I actually do like to uh, uh, play for lots of people because the energy is is very intense when there are a lot of people with all uh, their en uh, energy and, and um, attention mm, uh, for absolutely. your music you can really build a really strong magical bubble <laughs> together you know yeah yeah so absolutely how was that experience? That's amazing. And I love that you just seized the opportunity. 
you know, well, what? I'm close. I'm going to do this. And now I better be ready for the next. Oh yeah. True. <laughs> About that. Yeah. I do I, I believe in luck to a certain extent, mm -hmm. uh, but, but, but because there's a lot more involved, there's, I, I also think there's a journey for us and the universe mm -hmm. is helping us as well. And, but like, uh, I am very grateful that that particular event took place and that, mm -hmm. Absolutely. Uh, because probably that that was exactly what I needed at the time. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. That's that's wonderful. And then from there on, because um, I know a little bit about this, a lot of things happened. Um, yeah. <laughs> and you did start to focus more on your own music, but you have you had a stop in between, which was Sam Felt. Yeah. Um, well, yeah. Um, can you about tell us that, a little about that? I I got a call to uh, audition for Sam Felt because he needed a guitar player for his North American tour. Mm -hmm. And I I'd never been to America. For me, it was still mm -hmm. a dream. Uh, and I did like really told myself like, okay, now you have to focus on your own music. And, um, but I also felt that this was such a big opportunity. Mm. Um, and it was also like with, a, a, a someone I knew from a few years earlier who plays trumpet, Karin Vos, which was a good friend of mine, uh, of not a good friend of mine at the time, but, but just like, I had a very nice click with, mm -hmm. so I knew there were very nice people, um, so I did audition and uh, I was completely prepared because of a, an earlier audition for, for an artist called Nilsson that I completely screwed up. Because, oh no. But, yeah, you have those experiences. Um, uh -huh. uh, and it was a good thing for me uh, uh, that this audition I wanted to crash, uh, or nil. Mm -hmm. and, um, and when I started touring, I had a lot of fun Mm -hmm. But I was also aware somewhere in my heart that I don't listen to uh, electronical dance music. It's mm -hmm. not really my kind of uh, uh, vibes on, on those uh, dance stages. Mm -hmm. uh, and I started missing the interaction between musicians, like between a drummer. But uh, I love like um, uh, dynamics and... Mm -hmm. Uh, there's a lot going on on stage uh, energetically and this was a more fixed set mm -hmm. of music because like everything is already produced uh, and you just like improvise um, in, in, a, in a rigid um, box mm -hmm. and, uh, from a, and on top of that the whole lifestyle was pretty mm -hmm. intense of course uh, there was a lot of drinking uh, involved like after the shows mm -hmm. uh, a lot of parties and uh, um, well, yeah, and, and I, I'd been trying to, well, uh, for me, it felt really rock and roll. So like when I was like back <laughs> home here in the Netherlands, I started using uh, drugs on parties and uh, I thought everything was possible. Mm -hmm. uh, but I also noticed that was pretty naive and actually just taking me further from myself mm -hmm. um, so that I had to quit eventually. I, uh, and I did. Uh, mm -hmm. When it started to interfere too much with my own music, mm -hmm. I made a decision uh, to leave that behind. Yeah. Although uh, it might have appeared to people on the outside, that was like, how can you leave something like that behind? Like private jets, uh, touring the whole world, uh, playing for those people. But yeah, 
it was not what I felt that I needed to be doing. <laughs> Absolutely. And I'm hearing that we're slowly coming back to getting to know me. Yeah. Well, so, ex uh, well, those experience, of course, <laughs> because like <laughs> I'm, I'm going over them like pretty quickly, but uh, you can imagine if you, if you're partying like that, if you're trying to be that rock and roll, uh, because I was inspired by people like Keith Richard. Uh, I read somewhere in his autobiography that he was awake for nine days mm. uh, with a lot of drugs so he could write and be creative <laughs> and people <laughs> would come in in the studio and leave and he would like continue and continue. Mm. And I romanticized that. Um, mm. uh, but when I was trying to live that lifestyle, I was just, uh losing control mm. well probably trying to control <laughs> uh, trying to gain a, a, a little bit of certainty was the reason of using it anyway mm. and i did like um uh, use it for the wrong reasons as well because like i always put a lot of pressure on myself mm -hmm. to grow uh, uh to be better and, and uh, to make a career mm -hmm um that when i started using uh uh and well the, those parties i noticed i i i went there just to uh not feel <laughs> the pressure mm. uh which is like a bandage but not really uh taking care of the root issue mm -hmm. uh and out of that situation uh of losing control uh and having to fight my way back because it was really a struggle and fighting. Um, I called uh, Reimar, uh, Rico mm -hmm. Dean, an incredible producer. I, uh, I had a session once with him for, uh, to write something for Sam Feld and uh, had this great chemistry. And I just ha had to ask him. It was also like a sort of lifeline. <laughs> like, mm -hmm. <laughs> I need to do this. And, uh, and I didn't tell it like, to him like that, actually. Mm -hmm. um, but um, we started writing and I started to having all these emotions uh, across that I felt at the time. Um, and that, uh, that was also just getting to know me because mm -hmm. like uh, how much of like uh, a hurdle it was, um, moments of friction really mm -hmm. makes you uh, uh really can give an opportunity for growth <laughs> absolutely and to realize what you do want and what you don't want and mm -hmm. uh, i realized that i want to be in line with what i'm feeling with who i am and mm -hmm. check in on a daily basis and and for me it was uh that realization that i had to uh, quit drinking uh I, I did quit uh, all the drugs uh, or all hard drugs, at least. Mm -hmm. uh, I do find some spiritual things uh, still interesting uh, mm -hmm. uh, that expand the mind. I would love to try ayahuasca, <laughs> <laughs> but that's something for another podcast, maybe. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, so I started writing Getting to Know Me, and the EP was about the, that, that time of finding myself. Mm -hmm. uh, because like it was like also like a uh, how do you say it like it, you get up a little you get mm -hmm. back and you get up a little bit more and then you get pulled back yeah i, I had a crash at the time i crashed my car uh, on a highway because i was doing Wim Hof breathing exercises don't do them <laughs> behind the wheel it, 
It's yeah. written everywhere. Like honestly, this is an important warning, guys. <laughs> <laughs> like breath work is really cool, but never do it when you're driving a car. Never do it. Uh, yeah, and, and it's so stupid. It's probably the biggest mistake I'd made in my life. Um, and I was ignoring actually the signs because like I, I recall when I was sitting behind the wheel, mm -hmm. uh, I, I didn't have enough sleep because I, uh, I had three hours of sleep, uh, having a two and a half hour drive. And uh, when I don't have enough sleep, I, I lose contact with myself. Mm -hmm. So I didn't really feel good. And I was doing those exercises to try to make me feel better. But uh, after the third round, there was a voice that inside of me that really told me, you have to stop. This is mm -hmm. dangerous. And I recall uh, thinking, oh, but I don't mind. I, I, I don't mm -hmm. mind if something happens. Like this is not really, maybe, maybe I did mind, but there, I really, it was a conscious decision of ignoring the warning that was inside of me. Mm -hmm. um, and well, I did pass out and started uh, losing all uh, control of my car mm -hmm. and eventually crashing it. Um, but like that hurdle as well was inspiration to write the song Breathe, which will be my third uh, single like coming up next year mm. uh, about like also how important it is to keep breathing. Uh, <laughs> if you feel stressed, if you feel um, or anxiety or if you don't feel well keep breathing and feel it and be with that feeling mm -hmm. um, and the gratefulness for like my friends and family that really picked me up and took care of me <laughs> mm -hmm. um, so yeah that that was my journey to to actually writing a lot more about my personal experiences wow yeah yeah i love that and i love that you say you know whatever happens whatever's going on in your life just keep breathing i think yeah. that's um a topic we've talked about a lot a lot of times we stop breathing, like we are like stressed out and like you're really high in your breathing. And like, like it's funny, like a friend of mine told me like, you got to breathe through your balls. <laughs> well, <laughs> it's uh, guys uh, can relate for, uh, probably uh, <laughs> for, for, for women it's, uh, to your like, of course, you, <laughs> just breathe as, as deep as you can and mm -hmm. let it all be there. I think that's Absolutely. important. Yeah, I think that's a very good one. And I think it's also a good moment you know, for us and for anybody listening to just take this moment to take another breath and acknowledge that, you know, maybe for you while you're talking or for whoever's listening, if anything comes up to you, if anything triggers you because of personal experiences, yeah, just take a breath, maybe hit pause and sit with it. And, you know, I'm, I'm thinking back to what you already said in the beginning. If you create space for what is, you create space for creativity. Uh, yeah. And thanks for, for like those moments you take right here. Mm -hmm. I think that's such a cool thing about your podcast because this is your first episode. Yeah. And you really thought about like, what is my intention? Why do I want to make mm -hmm. uh, this, this podcast? And, and I know you're like interviewing me a little bit, like maybe would you like to tell me what, what are those things why are you making this podcast because like it's the first and i think Ooh. people should know <laughs> yeah that's a that's actually a very good question um so very short i think most of the people who are listening know that um i have a yoga business and i love working with musicians and entrepreneurs and other creatives um you know i've talked about this before but 
I often notice that there are so many people who have such gifts and so much to share with the world. And at the same time, the things that make you so unique and so powerful can also occasionally stand in the way of your happiness. Um, and this is not true for everybody, but there is this link between creativity and certain struggles. And, yeah. um, you know, Jordi, I, I talked to you about this. Like some of my main goals are helping you understand yourself a little bit better embrace and celebrate who you are right now and simultaneously find your ah. unique way of thriving um, because we are all so different, right? Yes. And so I love that you're talking with me today because um, you are a musician and a creative and you're super passionate and driven. And at the same time, you also have this experience in yoga and meditation and breath work and journaling and all these conscious practices so i am so excited to have you as the first guest oh um, thank you <laughs> i'm i'm really really happy about that and so there are a couple of things here <laughs> one is we've talked about this before but there is a big aspect of mental health and i just wanted to ask you i know you're open to this so for people mm -hmm. listening i'm not gonna you know like scare my guests into <laughs> talking about <laughs> hard things um, but my question was, when I say mental health in the music industry, what is your first association? <laughs> Repression. <laughs> mm. Tell me more. Well, that, well that, that was the first word that got to me. But mm -hmm. uh, I think a lot of people repress what they're mm -hmm. actually feeling. Mm -hmm. And um, because the music industry is really, really demanding. It's like... Mm -hmm. um, well, it, probably, uh, I don't see it like that, but probably it is. You're competing with a lot of people that create and trying to get your music heard. Mm -hmm. And uh, in order to stand out, uh, well, you need to accomplish certain things and a sort of certain level, I guess. Mm -hmm. um, and that can really get in the way of who are you and, and what do you feel and... Uh, uh, which uh, if you like let go of that, mm -hmm. uh, you're, you're stepping over your own boundaries and eventually uh, you start losing the joy of the whole experience. You start losing the gratitude uh, mm -hmm. and all the good stuff that, that can, can coexist. Mm -hmm. But uh, uh, you need to be aware of what is there. Um, yeah, absolutely. So, uh, yeah, it, it's a challenge, uh, a daily mm -hmm. challenge to be sensitive already in a, in a world where a lot of, <clears throat> and I, I, I say the word sensitive, but like maybe it's conscious and mm -hmm. maybe it's aware. It's just like taking the time to what am I feeling? What am I thinking? Mm -hmm. uh, which is also very important too. And uh, we're living in a world where a lot of people still uh, being told by their, by their parents grow a thicker skin. <laughs> and yeah. That's true. Which is maybe true to a certain extent that you do have to grow a thick skin if you want to be an artist, because like there will be a lot of people with opinions and, mm -hmm. um, and you need to really constantly go back to the essence, like I'm creating and I'm grateful to be able, and I love creating and, uh, and, uh, uh, and, and I'm proud of myself for creating. Like there are a lot mm -hmm. of good stuff that come with it but it's really hard when when you get triggered by something uh mm, that's true uh, 
uh, that that pulls you down. Like, yeah, I, I have a, actually like one example. Like uh, I was touring with Sam Feld, and mm-hmm. uh, and I have a lot of love for all those people mm-hmm. uh, in the band, and we had so much fun together. Uh, but this week, like I released my music, and I had a fantastic interview with a uh, uh, with a, a local a newspaper, mm-hmm. and I really said. The, the best things about the band like uh but it was like uh the article was a little bit about like my my uh substance abuse and mm-hmm. uh in the time of sam feld and uh it was insinuating maybe for some people that when we were on tour that mm-hmm. the band was also living like uh the, the way that i was describing it mm-hmm. which was not even the case <laughs> and i got a very upset message from uh, uh from someone out of the band mm-hmm. uh that i portrayed the band like they um uh, they are a bunch of uh, junkies <laughs> yeah. uh, which really struck very mm-hmm. deeply in my heart because like that uh, that was not my intention and uh, i i have only love for them and um well those moments are just intense and really mm-hmm. took me off guard uh, and you need to take, uh, find energy to mend that mm-hmm. and take the time to uh, speak to those people, like uh, to explain it was not your intention. Like, mm-hmm. uh, and those things happen and will happen more often when you're a musician and uh, yeah. or uh, or putting things in the open. Um, mm-hmm. That so is very true. That are my two cents. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I think that's very true. And the more of a public face you become, um, the more people have opinions about you. And when they're good, it's amazing. (laughs) And when they're bad, it's devastating. Um, And so I think it's it's really good that you bring this up that, you know, you have the anonymous trolls on the internet, but you also have the people close to you who, um, you know, maybe maybe misunderstand you. Maybe they just don't approve of what you do. Yeah. Yeah. how do you deal with that when that happens? <laughs> well, I'm growing, but like last week, I wasn't going that, that well. <laughs> I was like, mm-hmm. uh, most of the, uh, well, a lot more often, I, I manage it really well uh, or, or better. I, I give it the space. And right now, I, 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 killed, I killed it with like sugar and Netflix. Mm-hmm. And uh, <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, so I'm also, as I'm, but I'm also, um, compassion for myself when when mm-hmm. that happens um it did happen and it was fine and and next time i try to do better like it, it well it, it can't go always the way you want and, and still mm-hmm. for me it's sometimes a hard realization that like uh i'm responsible i mm-hmm. <laughs> i make the decisions yeah but are you <laughs> uh, because there are so many subconscious things happening and um and right now, I I believe it didn't work. It didn't work out, but it, that I didn't want to. Uh, it didn't work out mm-hmm. uh, the way I wanted to cope with it. But then, if I would be angry about it or disappointed for too long, I would like stay in the same bubble. Uh, mm-hmm. So th- those are things that I've learned over the years that I accept when things don't work out when when as they as how I intended it, mm-hmm. and then I move on and try to be better next time (laughs) which is fine which is just part of the process i think that's a really really good lesson um to meet yourself where you are right yeah um 
I talked about this earlier with somebody and we, we were talking about this, how hard it can be sometimes to meet yourself where you are right now and not tell yourself, you know, I should have been further. Um, and we said like, imagine you're going to a friend and you're on your way, you leave a little late, you're behind, right? You're behind on the schedule and halfway through your car breaks down. <laughs> and luckily your friend has a towing truck company. So you call him and you say, hey, can you please come pick me up, right? I broke down on this place on the road. And they say, yeah, I'll come pick you up, but um, you should have been further along by now. So I'll pick you up at the place where you could have been if you had left on time. <laughs> I love that story. <laughs> yeah, like if you can somehow happen. get there, <laughs> yeah. then I can take you to your destination. Exactly. Um, and it the whole thing, of course. Back to the game. Absolutely. Absolutely. You have to go back to where you are right now, even though it's not where you think you should be. And that's yeah. why I love that. You know, I've heard that a couple times through this conversation that you take a moment and say, hey, this wasn't what I wanted, but I have compassion for myself. And yeah. I think that's beautiful because from there on, you can bring yourself to the next place and actually grow, right? You give yourself a fighting chance. Yeah, I, I am massively impatient though. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and that really uh, helps in a way mm -hmm. uh, uh, and motivates me in a way. So I'm also grateful for, for that feeling because right now, um, I, uh, uh, I was like, uh, uh, I felt that like I, I, I said, I didn't really want to set a goal uh, because I, I, I think it doesn't really matter, matter that much. Uh, but in my mind, I think I did actually. I, I, and I, I said to myself, if I have 50,000 uh, streams on uh, uh, Spotify, I'll be really excited. And mm -hmm. if, if I have more, like I'll, I'll be over the moon. Yeah. So, but uh, we're one week in and we're like uh, uh, close to 5,000, mm. which is nowhere near. <laughs> and um, for me, that that sparked a little bit of maybe, yeah, if I'm really, truly honest, uh, mm -hmm. a little bit of disappointment um, and it, and it uh, really uh, fired up my anxiety of not being good enough. Mm -hmm. um, so I was aware of that. Uh, but it was also really sparking my motivation mm. to, okay, how can I do, uh, uh, do a better job promoting it next time, maybe? Or like, uh, and, uh, uh, well, yesterday I've been working on my focus for five hours uh, straight, uh, not com uh, constantly singing, by the way, because that would really ruin your voice, but like <laughs> um, uh, um, uh, vocal lessons, uh, mm -hmm. finding tips, uh, then singing again, then practicing guitar, then going back. So like uh, really spending time to, get better, better, mm -hmm. uh, and to do it better next time. I love that. Yeah. 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 That's, that's really cool. And, um, while you were talking, I was, I was thinking, do you need that disappointment or that sense of this could have been, or should have been better to feel motivated? Um, if I, um, sorry, could you repeat one more time the qu yeah, question? Yeah, for sure. It was like an email popping up. Like I, I, I really <laughs> killed all my notifications on all my <laughs> uh, uh, phone, which I think is a really important thing to do <laughs> because it gives a lover's face. And uh, 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 but my laptop is still, <laughs> so I was distracted. <laughs> no problem. Um, so you said that um, the result 
kind of made you feel a little bit disappointed, but at the same time also really fired up your motivation. And I was wondering, do the two go together for you? Or can you yeah. also feel super motivated without this sense of I could have or should have done better? Well, there are a lot of things where you can get your motivation from. And, uh, and while I'm singing, actually, like I, 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 I feel so much joy mm. uh, and uh, I feel the freedom and, and I just feel that I love <laughs> to mm. make music. Um, so that also uh, that already gives a lot of motivation, um, mm -hmm. but it definitely helps when when you can transfer those negative emotions into mm -hmm. something positive, I guess. And uh, and that remembers uh, or that reminds me of the um, Netflix series about Michael Jordan. Mm. Uh, he was someone who really pushed his uh, teammates beyond what they'd ever uh, thought was possible uh, over and over again in, mm -hmm. in all the uh, things he was active at, like baseball, even later in his career, and then back to uh, making a comeback. Mm -hmm. And he really got his motivation out of people that brought him down. Mm -hmm. So if someone would say to him, like, you won't be uh, having a good game today, like, he would like, oh, I'll show you, you know, <laughs> yeah. and I would fire him up and give him all the fire that he needed. And mm. so I think that's, that's a good thing. Absolutely. Right now where I am, I'm, I'm really grateful for the motivation if it hits and mm. I don't really care if it comes from, <laughs> from that negative side of like the anxiety, mm -hmm. uh, as long as I'm aware of it, maybe mm. that's a good thing. It's just being conscious. Yeah. Yeah, that's a, that's a very good one. Um, I wanted to say while you were talking about the motivation without the anxiety or the struggle, right? The part where you're just mm. super passionate about what you do. Um, yeah. The people who are listening can't see this because it's just audio, but you're shining. And I just <laughs> love that the, like the passion really shows. And I hope you can hear it as well through the, through the audio. I hope too. Um, yeah. yeah, I love your energy. Oh, thank you. <laughs> um, I was also wondering, because we, we talked a little bit about the music industry and some of the challenges and maybe some of the mental um, aspects that can be difficult. But you're clearly also super excited about the work that you do. And you have a passion for, for your work. Yes. And I wanted to ask you, what is your favorite thing about doing this work? about working in this industry that can be tough? Hands down, my favorite thing is being on stage mm. or, or actually also rehearsing uh, mm. because uh, rehearsing right now, uh, rehearsing with people uh, uh, because rehearsing, I can control the, the, the sound a little bit better mm -hmm. and, uh, than right now when I'm on stage without a sound guy uh, yeah. still. And, and when the sound is good and the interaction is there and, and uh, the focus is there, um, well, it's just this incredible feeling of, of liberty, uh, the freedom, uh, connection, like really genuine connection. It's like, yeah. well, people that meditate can relate probably when you, when you really get in the zone and really get light and, mm -hmm. uh, it's this bubble that, that appears. Um, and I think that's my main reason for doing all of this <laughs> is to be able to, uh, play um, with musicians and to make 
beautiful music together. Absolutely. Uh, you are communicating on a very deep level, I think, when you're like playing an instrument. That is so, so true. So um, science break. <laughs> yeah. um, th I find this super interesting. Um, obviously, I'm, um, I'm training on the psychology side, so I'm a bit of a nerd when it comes to the the brain side of these experiences so much i love that about you. <laughs> yeah so this is a book i read i don't remember the name but i'm gonna look it up and i'm gonna put it in the show notes because it's it's fascinating and they said that um they researched this and they showed that when you make music with other people your brain waves that can differ in different parts of your brain synchronize within your own brain but they also synchronize with the brains of the other people you're making music with so exactly. this vibe that you're feeling it can be it can be tested <laughs> yeah so yeah i love this i think this is super cool <laughs> uh yeah and, and that really explains the flow you're experiencing mm -hmm. uh while uh yeah while and the connection music. i think uh, well i'm uh, i'm calling it flow a lot of people uh give it different names but mm -hmm. i think that that's what every musician recognizes and mm -hmm. what what makes them so passionate probably about it <laughs> absolutely yeah um and i love that you know you emphasize like i love playing shows but i also love just rehearsing and just making music with other people um yeah. and if you're ready for it i would love to get to the show before you tell part of the podcast ah uh, yeah are you ready yeah. for it yes Cool. So um, Jordi and I had a pre-interview conversation where I prepared him for some of the tougher things I was going to throw at him. Um, and this part we call the show before you tell. And I'm going to ask Jordi to describe your, can you tell us about your favorite show or your favorite um, experience in your field and make it vivid for us. Like try to take us into your mind during that experience. Well, my favorite uh, experience uh, was ping pop um, mm. and i got to play there um, as a session guitar player um, uh, with the golden oldies which which was a very funny project with a lot of elder, elderly people singing mm. rock songs and um, i just remembered setting up on a on a pretty uh, big stage mm -hmm. uh, that uh, uh, I started plugging in my guitar and uh, amp, amps, uh, guitar amps really uh, sound better when they are at a, uh, at a certain volume, mm -hmm. uh, which you mostly uh, can't, uh, well, you mostly can't put your amp that loud in mm -hmm. small stages or a small uh, pub. So I had two amps with me. It was stereo. Mm -hmm. And and I was like playing this guitar note, it was like just filling me up, like you know, because it sounds full, it sounds oh. rich, it sounds expressive, mm -hmm. and um, and I remember walking to the microphone, the lead microphone, because uh, I was doing the sound check, uh, and there were already about I think three or four thousand people in, and uh, wow. I actually just said, "Hey, <laughs> hey," <laughs> and. The response was like everyone was like, "Oh, they're starting!" It was like so everyone was like, "Hey!" <laughs> and all those arms appeared, and and people oh. were like completely excited. I was like, "Oh shit!" It was only the sound check. They didn't <laughs> meant to really grab their attention. But that's amazing. Uh, but a flow of 
of ecstaticness like that when <laughs> so many people get excited uh, was washed over me and hearing your voice over big speakers mm -hmm. uh, in, a, in a space like that gives a lot of uh, makes you feel very majestic and mm. um, so that was only before the gig already before the gig actually wow. and we started playing and and the drummer who was a formal player of um uh, oh what was that band called um uh, i'll tell it later i've, I've got it okay uh, i'll put spot. it in the notes as well yeah oh, well uh, yeah and it was uh he was used to big stages and uh mm -hmm. oh volumia back in the days cool. uh it was a dutch band and he was used uh, but it, it had been a long time so I felt his excitement and he was like completely smashing his drum set and, and feeling it. And uh, we had that connection uh, and my guitar sounded great. Then mm -hmm. people didn't know what hit them because like there were people of 82 years old started to sing Knocking on Heaven's Door and a Rammstein song. Mm -hmm. So I was just overwhelmed of the amount of adrenaline the amount of uh, energy that comes flowing and and pure joy mm. of uh, of being there, um, yeah. So that certainly was one of the moments that I realized that um, it's about connection, mm -hmm. uh, but I also have to take responsibility for the fact that I love being on bigger stages mm -hmm. because that kind of energy and and the way the guitar sounds, the way your voice is carried. Um, gives gives a different experience and mm -hmm. and really strikes a higher thing inside of me in my, in my heart mm -hmm. yeah wow, wow. I, you I say it gives I, a different it's, experience it's a question, but actually because like when <laughs> i'm talking about it like i can feel my whole chest like resonating and uh mm -hmm. it's, it's bringing me right back thank you oh, i love it um well i can say from my side that you really took me with you into the experience and I really hope it's the same for um, for the listeners, because, you know, I think it's beautiful to put yourself in someone else's shoes and experience their favorite experience from their eyes or through their eyes. Um, yeah, so thank you so much for sharing that. That's the question. <laughs> <laughs> thank you. Um, yeah, I, I love it so much. And of course, for, you know, the, the writers and the songwriters, um, the show Before You Tell is one we probably hear a lot. <laughs> Mm. um of you know go for the imagery before you go for the descriptive or for the um, you know for the f formal the formal description of the of the yeah. experience so thank you so much for sharing that with us it, yeah oh it, i have a very My good energy from that <laughs> <laughs> yeah we're still, we're still radiating here <laughs> yeah. yeah yeah sort of tripping over my words i know <laughs> mm. um so, and congratulations on your first podcast. Thank you. Thank you so much for, for being my guest. And for those of you who are listening, thank you so much for being here. We are so excited to do this with you. Um, yeah, I have a, a couple more things that I would like to talk to you All about. All right. Yeah. And um, one of those <laughs> we talked about in the pre-interview conversation. Um, because I, I wanted to ask you, can you tell us something that most people don't know about you? And we talked about this and you said, that was a tough one because I'm an open book and people know everything. Yeah. So, well, 
I think if you're going to ask this question to, to more people, you, you, you'll get a lot more funny answers. <laughs> uh, but for me, I actually thought, uh, what do people don't know about me? And that, that is that my journey uh, has been pr pretty uh, self-centered, maybe a little bit as well. Like mm -hmm. I, I, me trying to accomplish a lot of things mm -hmm. and trying to... Blah, blah, blah. <laughs> and... I noticed that it starts to shift now to uh, what can I give and mm. um, how can I do that with my music? But, but I also felt that I have a lot of enthusiasm about um, telling people about uh, things that have helped me, like, like uh, the importance of breathing, but mm. also uh, the importance of tuning in with yourself, meditation, um, uh, what are your thoughts and and I believe or, or like uh, and what kind of food do you, do you uh, put in your body mm -hmm. uh, uh, a healthy living trying to uh, uplift your energy uh, all those things really excite me and um, and I think it's a big loss that we are not teaching those things in mm. primary school absolutely uh, so if you ask me like uh, something that people don't know about me like because I, I I've not really expressed that a lot mm -hmm. but I really hope that I can make a difference in 10 years maybe or, or um, when I'm a little bit more ahead but like to um, to set something up for uh, for primary school or maybe even uh, high school uh, to make people more conscious yeah, and to learn these vital aspects of being human mm -hmm. and to to ask themselves the, the the important questions like why are you doing what you're doing and uh what do you really want to do and have you given yourself some space for reflection mm -hmm. uh and uh, what you're doing right now is that uh, are you doing it because your parents want you to do it or <laughs> yeah mm -hmm. or, or you think that culture wants you to do you know there are so many good questions that people don't ask themselves enough, I think. And, uh, and I would be, mm -hmm. I would love to teach maybe later, uh, in a school, uh, to make it a subject or, <laughs> I love that. Uh, so that is something that people don't know, which is not really funny thing, but something that that's really on my mind. <laughs> no, but that, that's amazing. And, and just to be clear, it doesn't, it doesn't have to be funny. Right. I included this question because, um, I think, you know, you've done, several interviews and you're you're very open with people and I love getting to know people beyond um you know the the standard thing that you might find in someone's biography yeah um so I really wanted to include a question to you know to get this little moment of maybe even the people who know you um get to know you a little better right now Thank you. And yeah. I, I love that. And I think you're an amazing person. So I'm so happy that you're here. Um, oh, thank you. And Likewise. I love that, you know, you're really, you're really passionate about this um, sort of holistic lifestyle, which I really understand. I mean, I'm in a similar, um, similar corner of the world right now. And <laughs> yeah. I would love to, um, to take us to another special element of the podcast called a deep dive into thriving and, um, people in the community, I, I pulled them before we did this podcast 
And one of the things that came forth that they wanted to learn from you and from the podcast is um, learning about themselves and self-improvement through modeling. So through someone else's example. And the, the question, I ask you this question in advance so you can think about it. And I'm going to read the whole question so everybody knows where we're going. And then I'm going to ask them one by one because there are three parts to this. Um, nice. If you could give yourself and anybody in a similar position advice, what would you tell them about one, staying afloat, two, learning to swim, and three, exploring the ocean? Um, for this, we used a metaphor because who would I be if I didn't? <laughs> and, um, we're going to start with the first one, staying afloat. So I told you this is for those days when a self-improvement regime just seems impossible and you just need to make it through the day. And we included these three levels because everybody's in a different place in their life right now. Mm -hmm. um, and the advice that's going to resonate with you or that's going to be helpful is going to very much depend on where you are um, to get back to meeting yourself where, where you're at right now. And so I was wondering, during your most difficult times, what keeps you going? And do you have an emergency toolkit for times like this? Um, I think acceptance mm -hmm. is, is the first thing that, that comes to mind. And I, I did remember the really dark days when mm -hmm. I, I, uh, I would wake up feeling horrible. Uh, then it's a challenge already to start meditating. All the things that you know mm -hmm. that are good for you, you start avoiding and mm -hmm. And I would beat myself up first for it. And, and then eventually, and I would be so, <laughs> mm. and I, I, probably I would fuck up, like get too much sugar or something, which is my coping mechanism that mm -hmm. I still need to <laughs> deal with. Yeah. And um, right now, by staying afloat is, is if that happens, accept it and mm -hmm. uh, try, try to get, get out of bed at least mm. and um uh, maybe take a walk which is uh, 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 if it's only five minutes or ten minutes it helps mm -hmm. and uh, and think about like what would help and is there something out of the things that would help that i can do mm -hmm. uh, maybe even five minutes then go do that and if you tried it and and you've been there and it didn't work out accept it mm -hmm. go back to bed start over <laughs> and remember that everything will pass so yeah. re uh, have compassion for yourself i i uh, i'd like to take this uh question to to uh, share my experience about one breathing session on a retreat last mm -hmm. year uh and yeah, please I, i'd love to hear it yeah I, I went really really deep and i would throw a lot of physical pain even because i had mm -hmm. a lot of things obstructing me and and breath work gives you what you need probably and what what, what your body can take so mm -hmm. it was on the edge of uh can i take this or not and and i was struggling and eventually i popped out uh, uh and well not popped out but like i saw myself floating uh, uh as like this maybe tortured soul a little bit like uh, like mm -hmm. cringed and and uh, it took me to an experience to basically a lot of experiences from my childhood where I, I was bullied or uh, I was left out in a group or felt misunderstood mm -hmm. um, 
and 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 I saw the uh, compassion that that come came with it. Like we humans are very sensitive. Like we have we have this essence inside of us. Some people call it soul, maybe spirit, mm-hmm. and uh, this experience of being here as being being human <laughs> basically yeah. uh, puts a lot of uh, well, we take a lot of beatings uh, mm-hmm. during a lifetime, and mm-hmm. I th- I do believe that like all those beatings are here to uh, help us grow mm-hmm. uh, spiritually, but also as a human being. And, and maybe those experiences are needed to do what you're here meant to do anyway. Mm-hmm. Uh, I do believe that we're here to do, uh, that we have like a certain mission or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but um, I saw the compassion for myself, but then it also went to all the other people, like the people bullying me. Mm. probably having the same experiences uh because like if you're like bullying other people you're tortured as well and yeah uh, have compassion for yourself because you endured so much and you're still here and you're Mm -hmm. still doing what you do and going through the days and uh and and then we come back to your um, core thing celebrate Mm -hmm. who you are and where you are and that you're still here yeah and that is for me that uh, that helps me now to stay afloat yeah and that's really and beautiful check, check check in with yourself like mm-hmm. your body knows your and and if it doesn't feel like doing anything it doesn't feel like doing anything mm-hmm. but don't stay too long uh, because also uh, uh by doing nothing uh that is also draining so you need to find mm-hmm. a balance of trying to go out or have a small walk or anything yeah yeah I love that. And I love the, um, the compassion that shines through. And I think I've seen this thread throughout the entire conversation. And, um, you know, for those of you who don't know you that well, that is really who you are. Like you are a very compassionate person and you really do practice what you preach. So I love that you said that. Uh, th- thank you. That really resonated, uh, not resonate, but like that, that struck <laughs> with mm. me. Thank you. That's lovely. It touches me. Yes. <laughs> I'm really happy to hear that. Um, Before we go to the second one, there's been a bunch of noise on my side. I hope I can somehow filter it out, but I'm in Amsterdam. (laughs) All right. I think that's that's enough. I I can't hear any of it. So probably it's amazing. Amazing. So I hope my microphone doesn't pick it up, but just, yeah. If you're, if you're annoyed by the sounds, then just know that this is part of the acceptance practice. <laughs> you are where you are and whatever happens, happens. Um, and that takes us to question two, learning to swim. And I love this. So somebody listening to the podcast wants to do what you do. Where do they start and what advice would you give them? Um, well, I have role, model, role models mm-hmm. and I really believe in them. Um, when I look at Barack Obama, the mm-hmm. way he speaks, the way he presents himself, uh, the way he's educated, and mm-hmm. um, I want to know how did he became that person. Uh, mm-hmm. And and if you start doing like research, you, you can find a lot about uh, uh, a lot of books that he read, mm-hmm. or like. And I noticed that a lot of people that I really uh, look up to read a lot of books. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, mm-hmm. And not only uh, uh, fiction, but, uh, but especially nonfiction and mm-hmm. uh, books by Eckhart Tolle, uh, 
uh, the power of now, uh, for example, the seven habits of highly effective people, as, mm -hmm. as Stephen Covey is insane, or uh, 12 rules for life, Jordan Peterson, to give a few examples, which mm -hmm. last one is pretty difficult to get through for me, actually, but it's very uh, difficult to, for, to read. But mm -hmm. when you do read it, and it's so inspiring to get into the minds of these these people. Mm -hmm. um, so have role models and especially as musicians, we have a lot of role models, actually. We're inspired by a lot of people, probably. Mm -hmm. uh, uh, but also for non-musicians, like, there are a mm -hmm. lot of people, and it can be your father. It can be, but have, have those people and be conscious, like, how can I get there? And how, mm -hmm. uh, and then start a journey towards being that person, because the things you admire in those people are already inside of you. Mm -hmm. uh, but probably will need some enforcement or re uh, uh, to grow stronger mm -hmm. in, inside yeah. your character. I really like that idea to find somebody you, you resonate with or look up to and kind of model their journey, right? Yeah. Like look into what are the things that inspired them and how can that apply to me? Um, exactly. And I think that's, um, that's also the feedback I got from the community and from the people who voted is, you know, we want to learn through someone else's experience. Yeah. Um, uh, and for you specifically, I was wondering, you know, if somebody comes to you right now and they say, I want to be an artist, I want to sing my own songs on stage. What is step one? Step Where do one. I start? Ooh, uh, I think step one. Okay, I, I do believe in doing it a lot. <laughs> mm -hmm. So get excited about, uh, well, the, um, the thing is that I'm hesitating is that first you need to know uh, what you really want. Beca because mm -hmm. for me, I've been pushing my songwriting a lot mm -hmm. and it didn't help me. <laughs> and now I find out I am a songwriter, but mostly I'm, I'm a live musician. I'm an artist. Mm -hmm. And by accepting that, uh, I have so much more, more joy and so much more energy to do the things uh, that I do. Uh, mm -hmm. And by that, uh, I write the same amount of songs still, <laughs> funny enough. <laughs> That's amazing. So really find out what you love doing because mm -hmm. you're an individual and you're you. Mm -hmm. And, and every, everyone has their own uh, uh, things that really uh, light them up, lights them up and... Mm -hmm. uh, get that fire going. So understand what is it that gets your fire going and make that a priority because like focusing on that will give you the energy to do the things that you still want to do because they're mm -hmm. necessary uh, for you in order to get where you want to be. Yeah. Uh, but they will give you the right energy to do it. Mm, I love that. Um, so that's step one. That's amazing. And it's, it's really cool because this is applicable for everybody right? Not just musicians or people who True. want to do music. This is just anybody who is, um, who is thinking about what they want to do with their life and want to take the first step. Yeah. Step one, just take a breath and think, what do you really want to do? Yes. Yeah, I love that. I think that's a really, really good place to start. And that is being conscious about what are you feeling mm -hmm. and notice uh, the way you're like, I, I know it's like, I do love sharing this kind of information. It really, 
uh, uh, sparks <laughs> fire within me. Like, yeah, yeah. And, and that's like just checking in. And uh, so I love doing sharing this. And that's something that I should keep in mind mm. uh, in order to uh, implement in my life. Uh, and But it's basically about like, uh, acknowledge and and mm-hmm. pick it up when you do feel like that because that's that's really on uh, that's that's a sign that you're uh, yeah you need that in your life and you need to mm. maybe expand it yeah yeah that's so true um and i love that we're now in this energy because we're in a very good place for step three <laughs> <laughs> um step three is exploring the ocean and um you know, we said like, you know, your foundation is solid now. Um, metaphorically, you're a proficient swimmer, so you can dive deep and go anywhere you want to go. So this mm. is the part in your life where all the basics are taken care of. You feel good. You're ready to, to go deeper. Yeah. Um, and the first thing I want to ask you is right now, what are you most proud of? What part of your life brings you the most joy and enthusiasm? Uh, the part I'm, I'm most proud of is that I'm actually working on my own music mm-hmm. with joy mm-hmm. and the, uh, uh, and that it gives and it is fulfilling me mm-hmm. like this uh, because I've stepped out of trying to push my own boundaries and, and trying to be someone I'm not mm-hmm. <laughs> basically. Yeah. Um, but but the question is also like where where do you want to go right or absolutely yeah, yeah. so for for those listening well, this is part of what what I send you and um, yeah. yeah part two was what is your biggest ambition for the future so what really lights you up about the future well if you're at the point that that you can think that everything is possible mm-hmm. because that's an important point to get to absolutely yeah, <laughs> and, yeah. and, um, and I, uh, I I'm not a very talented singer. Um, but I, I, I'm, I'm talented in growing, I think, mm, <laughs> and, I love that. and trying to get better. Mm-hmm. And, and uh, there are multiple also um, uh, videos that, that really demonstrates people uh, starting out not being able to do something and then eventually mm-hmm. growing to being really good at what they're doing and that people are thinking they're naturally born talented. Mm-hmm. And um, so my ambition now is to grow towards a point that I can set myself next to artists like uh, John Mayer, Ed Sheeran, mm-hmm. uh, having this, uh, the craftsmanship um, because I really uh, enjoy that because like, uh, I love like being able to make music like that uh, on mm-hmm. such a high level with musicians that really can go deep and uh, make the best music I can make, like that excites mm-hmm. me. Um, and my ambition is to be touring uh with my band with my crew mm. uh which will ho- hopefully feel like a family mm-hmm. and uh i can sustain their lives uh financially through my music and and we can just have a really inspiring time mm. uh while creating all these magical nights um and that is my ambition and and uh, hopefully globally um mm-hmm. uh, uh, so that that is my ambition. That's yeah, beautiful. if I'm honest. Yeah. What about this goal inspires you? If you look at this vision and you imagine it's true, what is the thing that makes you happy? 
becoming the best version that I able to become. Mm. That's amazing. Yeah. That, um, I try to be uh, the, the best version that I, that I can be. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, I want to take that responsibility and, uh, and that gives me a lot of joy. And, and also notice that, that, that uh, touches something inside of me. Like it gets me a little bit emotional when I say that. So that's important to me. And, uh, mm-hmm. and I believe by sharing uh, it on such a global thing, like, like, like that, that maybe that can only happen. No, not only, no, that's not true. But, but it probably would be a confirmation that you really uh, did everything you could mm-hmm. uh, in order to uh, yeah, get there. And uh, yeah, sorry. <laughs> no, that's, that's <laughs> beautiful. My mind. Well, yeah. And, you know, you say it's, um, it's getting you a little bit emotional to share that. Can you tell me what that does to you? Where is that coming from? Um, good question. <laughs> um, well, maybe, I think it's a, it's a sense of uh, that I think that I belong uh, mm-hmm. here or but, but in general, I belong and that I haven't felt uh, like that uh, when I was younger. Mm-hmm. Uh, because like maybe a lot of people can resonate with, with that like if you're like creative or maybe a little bit more sensitive than other people mm-hmm. uh you, m- chances are you're you're left out in groups uh or uh especially when i was younger i didn't really fit in any of the classes mm-hmm. uh, on high school i jumped classes about five times so i've seen five different classes and i never really fit in and then I got to the conservatory where mm-hmm. I was with a lot of people that never really fitted in, but still yeah. I didn't fit in because like I didn't mm-hmm. really uh, uh, made the same kind of music that the profile uh, endorsed of the conservatory of Amsterdam. I'm a little mm-hmm. bit more into soft rock, uh, pop, uh, singer songwriter. Yeah. And, and uh, they are a little bit more into uh, alternative, mm-hmm. which is fantastic. but. Uh, so my whole life, I've never really uh, uh, fitted in, which probably, uh, well, uh, gave me the idea that I did not always belong. Mm-hmm. And so um, to have that ambition and to live my life, maybe that is the thing that, that resonates deeper mm-hmm. within me. Yeah. Yeah, it touches me. Yeah, that makes sense. And... Um... Tell, tell me if I'm wrong, but what I'm also hearing is, you know, it was difficult to fit in in the past. And what you're actually doing right now is creating your own space where other people can fit in with you. That's so true. I'm, I'm like literally expanding all my, my hands. And yeah. <laughs> the thing, what is so incredibly uh, uh, exciting about this time mm-hmm. is when I uh, look around me, like um, I'm, I, uh, I gather a lot of people around me that, that live intentionally and consciously and, and with so much compassion and love for each other. Mm-hmm. Uh, so my own little community is f- filled with so much uh, love and mm. uh, genuinely uh, um, great people. Um, mm-hmm. And also, like, uh, I just signed a management contract for my own music uh, about 
two months ago with uh, Danny uh, Kukura, which is mm-hmm. uh, a very good friend of mine. But uh, like the passion he has for for my music and to getting it across and to be able to work with people that really believe in you and have the same excitement. Mm. So excitement that is just something which is mental and 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 something that i'm i'm truly grateful for yeah Mm. yeah and i think um you know first of all congratulations because that was a really really amazing thing um and the other thing is you know you're so right how much of an impact it can make to have people around you who believe in you and who foster your growth exactly Um, so yeah i'm i'm super happy that you have these people around who can bring you to the place that you want to be be mindful about about the people you're you're spending time with and how they make you feel mm. and uh um what they give you like like um uh, well be mindful about that yeah mm-hmm. yeah i think that's yeah it's really really beautiful um and i think oh man we've discussed so many things Wow, it's incredible, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I just I love your energy, so I'm I'm very very excited to have you as the first guest. Um, yeah. And I wanted to to check because what we wanted to do today was really get a deep dive and really connect to your wisdom as well because you have so much to share, and I um, I really wanted to show the community as well. Like, you can learn so much from the people around you, right? Ah, true. Um, And so we kind of skipped over the standard biography part, and I will add a little bit in the introduction that I'm going to record later. So by the time you hear this, it'll already have been there. (laughs) (laughs) Um, It's very confusing podcast time travel. But um, what I wanted to ask you is, can you give us a short walkthrough of, you know, you started very young to where you are now? Maybe a little yeah. bit of the difference. Well, um, I was curious as a, as, a, as a young kid. So I uh, went up to the cellar and, uh, and I found my father's guitar when mm-hmm. I was four. I started playing and playing. And uh, luckily, my, my parents found a teacher. Mm-hmm. Um, How old were you at the time? Five. So, and, and not many te- uh, teachers teach five-year-olds. And I, I understand <laughs> because I did as well. Because, and I noticed that yeah, their intention span is really, really short. <laughs> yeah. But my mother really helped me practicing at home, and mm. which is a vital thing then uh, when you're starting that young. Mm-hmm. And, um, and that gave me the foundation to play in bands in high school, to start writing music. Um, and then uh, I felt... Uh, I was making already money when I was 16 uh, mm-hmm. with playing covers in, uh, uh, in pubs. And so I thought maybe I can make a living of, of it. And mm-hmm. uh, so I decided to go to the Conservatory of Amsterdam because it was a creative place uh, mm-hmm. opposed to actually uh, Rotterdam here, which is a little bit more uh, b- uh, focusing on uh, being a session artist. Mm-hmm. Uh, and at the time I did want it to be a, a session artist, uh, mm-hmm. a session guitar player, uh, but I felt that I also wanted to explore my creativity mm-hmm. uh, some more. So there was this hunch, and I followed it. Luckily enough, because like at the conservatory uh, in Amsterdam, they really started to um, um, well spark that side of me and 
to uh, motivate me to write my own music and mm -hmm. that's something I'm very grateful for of course because right now that's the most fulfilling thing probably that I'm doing absolutely and during that yeah. time um who was the biggest influence on you it could be a teacher or a classmate or somebody around you uh my parents actually mm -hmm. yeah and that's beautiful that 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 was um uh, well yeah it's beautiful um and and it's um okay i'm, I'm stumbling because um uh, sometimes i do regret that i didn't really had a mentor that mm -hmm. really um uh, could help me get towards my well to, to, towards a more meaningful life and mm -hmm. I, my, my parents were like very convinced like do what you love that's mm -hmm. the most important thing for a good life uh, but there it stopped and uh, but already that's something massive and and, and i i love that mm -hmm. and i'm truly grateful already for the fact that i have parents that didn't freak out that i wanted to go to <laughs> the uh, uh, for a music career or mm -hmm. yeah. i i actually quit um uh, high school about like one, uh, three quarters before my exam mm. uh, um, in order to really focus on prepare myself for the conservatory well mm. I had this debate with my parents trying to convince them that it was a good <laughs> thing not to go to school and uh, <laughs> yeah. uh, and they, they, uh, the school endorsed my vision and they let me uh, make my exam so I could graduate wow. without following the lessons actually uh, the last year, which was an incredible gift uh, because <laughs> I was like actually at the time playing 12 hours a day on my guitar. Wow. Uh, really uh, motivating, mm -hmm. Mo motivated at the time to uh, show them wrong mm -hmm. because my parents actually thought I would be spending a time gaming, wasting it, uh, watching movies, I don't know. <laughs> mm -hmm. um, so yeah, the, yeah, the typical I, teenager who doesn't have to go to school. Actually, yeah, yeah. That, that was me for four years. Mm. Uh, and I, I, well, I don't want to have any regrets because like, I think every, everything is as it should be. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but I, well, I do regret that I didn't have a mentor at the time that really uh, could spark my interest in, in, mm -hmm. uh, in, in things that, that can ultimately give you a little bit more in return in the, in the long term, mm -hmm. uh, because I did like play about video games for about seven, eight hours a day next to my, uh, my, uh, school, uh, school hours. Mm -hmm. uh, so there was not much, uh, I, uh, yeah, well, I, I did waste a lot of time on it probably, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but you live and you learn. And, uh, Absolutely. Uh, yeah. and, and right now I, I do have some, great coaches that I, uh, well, uh, Michael Pilarczyk, which is a Dutch uh, um, a life coach. Mm -hmm. And I started listening all, to all of his podcasts and it was nearly a second education for me. Mm. As, uh, and after that, uh, he introduced me to books like Think and Grow Rich to Napoleon Hill and, and things that he's excited about and, uh, and genuinely trying to grow as a person. Mm -hmm. and and uh and he tries to really encourage people to find people uh that can coach you or uh, be a, a mentor to you mm -hmm. and it can be anything and now i found it in my vocal coach which is also someone who is about probably uh somewhere in the age of 50 and has mm -hmm. so much with them and oh, he's sharing that. it uh, along teaching vocals you know <laughs> mm -hmm. yeah 
Yeah, I, I really love that. And um, it reminded me, um, I've been running and there's in the Nike running app, there is um, the head coach is called Coach Bennett. And he always yeah. says, it's always about running and it's never just about running. And you can apply that to pretty much any activity in your life, right? It's always about yeah. singing and it's never just about singing. It is. Um, it's yeah. always about yoga and it's never just about yoga. <laughs> it's about putting the right intention. Uh, that's what it means, right? Like putting the right mm. intention to it. Absolutely. And you can that's learn from, from different modalities. Um, yeah. Because I think what I'm hearing is, you know, you have a, a mentor who teaches you singing and... Yeah. In the meantime, he also teaches you about life. Yes, definitely. And that's that's awesome. I really love that. Yeah. Well, and, and, and then you have, of course, these podcasts. Like, I've been listening mm -hmm. to so many podcasts uh, where people give different uh, ideas because this is really a platform where people can really mm -hmm. share what, what they've learned uh, in a very compact way. It's like a sort of, uh, well, so that's, that's something that is great. Uh, for a lot of people who are listening to this, like uh, sometimes taking a walk uh, just by yourself is, is great. But like I, I'm taking a lot of walks mm -hmm. while listening <laughs> podcasts yeah. to really grow my mind. And uh, I love doing that. And uh, I think that really, uh, well, gives a lot of juice to life. Mm, absolutely. Yeah. And I really hope that you know, people get a similar feeling from this and that for those of you who are listening, that you realize that everybody around you has wisdom. And, yeah. you know, if you've been on the planet for more than five hours, <laughs> you have a story to tell. Awesome. Um, and yeah. so I think if there's anything I want you to take away from this, other than all the amazing things that you already just said, it is to to look around you and to listen to others and at the same time, share your own story. And listen to yourself. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Oh, yeah. What a, what an amazing conversation. Rudy, <laughs> take, take a breath, take a moment. And as a final question, I just want to ask you after this conversation, what is the one thing you're taking away or that you want other people to take away from this? The one thing, um, do what you love mm -hmm. because, uh, love is, is really vibrant. Mm -hmm. And if you do what you love, you radiate and you're sending a lot of positiveness right into this world. And you really uplift uh, everybody's energy. Mm -hmm. So do what you love, find what you love. And if you are struggling, because those moments are there and, and maybe you're already struggling for, for, for maybe multiple years and mm -hmm. uh, know that from struggle uh, uh, comes wisdom. Mm -hmm. And it's always an opportunity to, uh, to grow and accept where you are right now, mm -hmm. which is your core value in this podcast. Yeah. And, and but start visualizing where you want to go and who you want to be. And, and, and that you can only do that. And really, uh, if you're tuning in with, your, with, your, with yourself, because if you like 
really uh, get rid of all the, uh, the uh, destructive energy of social media, uh, of uh, your ways to cope with negative mm -hmm. energy, then pro uh, I, I believe then the universe will give you hints of what you like doing. Mm -hmm. I feel like uh, uh, playing guitar. I feel like doing this. Mm. Uh, or maybe I feel like uh, uh, reading a book about uh, law. I don't know. Like, mm -hmm. So it could be everything. And listen to that and go do that and spread mm. that love. I love it so much. Um, I'm so happy that I got to talk to you today. Thank you for being my first guest. <laughs> thank, thank you. I'm so, I'm so grateful and I feel amazing uh, while mm. talking to you in this podcast. And uh, I'm really, really happy to hear that. Yeah, yeah. I'm really, really feeling your good energy. I am so happy that you were here. Um, for everybody who's listening, I hope you got a chance to connect to yourself, um, to listen and to learn from Jordi and from his experience and maybe apply it to your own situation. Thank you so much for being here today. And as always, don't be afraid to change your mind. But I was getting to know me.